0: It's a beautiful morning, I think I'll go outside a while, and just smile, just taking some clean fresh air, cause no sense in staying inside, if the weather's fine, the weather's and fine. you've got the time, it's your chance to wake up and Playing another brand new day. Either way. Hey, it's a beautiful morning, right? I think so. Ooh, I, each bird keeps singing his own song. For so long, I gotta be on my way now. No fun just hanging around. I got to cover ground. You couldn't keep me down. No. Nope. Sun shines and you're still inside. Still inside, still inside. I got it. Oh. You guys can do this with us. Here we go. One more. Or maybe more. Ooh. Here we go. There will be children with robins and flowers. Sunshine caresses each new waking hour. Seems to me that people keep seeing more and more today. I gotta say, lead the way. Well, it's okay. Brand new day. I gotta say, oh, 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 oh. here we go. Ooh, wow, ooh. <laughs> It's a beautiful morning. What are you gonna say? It's a beautiful morning.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That was lovely. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Rita Webster, and I am honored to serve on your board of trustees. Welcome to our Sunday morning service our services are at 9:30 and 11.30 Central Time, and we live stream at 9:30, and we welcome our live stream audience from wherever you are in the world. Watch our services anytime on demand and at our website or at our website and on YouTube. Our monthly Mindful Money Matters class returns with Be Creative with Your Home. That's today at 1 p.m. Join our experts to learn more about redlining and blockbusting and how to invest, investigate your property, how to prepare for purchasing a home or investment property and home energy audits as well. Are you new to unity or feel new to our spiritual community? Today you can join Reverend Pat for refreshments and a casual get-to-know-you conversation at 1 p.m. for coffee, tea, and Reverend Pat. Bring your questions and your curiosity. Keys to the Kingdom, which is our popular prosperity class, has been rescheduled, and it'll start on July 5th and July 6th with two opportunities. So Tuesday evenings, it'll be in person with Reverend Pat and Reverend Tony and Wednesday mornings, it'll be via Zoom with Karen Ani. Stop in the Garden Court for details on how to register. The Board of Trustees meets tomorrow at 6.45 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the Dialoguing in Love portion of the meeting, please sign up in the Garden Court or feel free to drop a note in the comment box. All men are invited to a meeting this Wednesday at 6.30 PM with Lou Longmire and Adam Glatzel to revitalize the Unity Men's Group. Come and share your life's journey. Then save the date for a celebration of poetry on Friday evening, July 1st, as the members of Poetry to Set Your Heart on Fire read their poems from the class and there will be a special guest appearance by award-winning poet and author Michael Kleber Diggs. There's a lot going on. I had a couple more things. (laughs) On Sunday afternoon, July 10, Sarah Silva will give a very personal one-hour presentation on domestic abuse, education, and awareness called Maria's Voice. Are you ready for some fun? Join Carla Ryberg for Spirit Camp starting on july 11th from 10 to noon it's a week of music movement crafts energy work and more details for our upcoming events and activities are on the church website facebook page or in our weekly emails happening at unity and peak at the week you can also email or call the church office and now Please join Reverend Pat for our opening
2: prayer.
3: Join me in our opening prayer. Let us take a deep breath together and just let go of the busyness of the morning. Let go of the agenda for the rest of the day, the afternoon. And we bring our attention to this time in this place knowing without a doubt that God is present that God is present in the present moment and this morning we call upon God's love in this important moment knowing that divine love is the greatest power in the universe this morning we pray for the wounded heart of humanity as we grieve and Rage and cry and despair over injustice and inequity. May divine love enfold and comfort everyone who is hurting. May divine wisdom guide each person and institution in taking inspired action to ensure that all are celebrated for their inherent goodness as part of God's creation. May we remain resolute in walking the course of human rights and social justice for all. We pray this in God's name. We're grateful for this day, the opportunity to step into this day and to live it fully. Fully aware of God's love, moment by moment, breath by breath. And together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Let us stand for our opening song. This
0: is for sure a sway.
3: That was sweet, wasn't it? That was very sweet. Thank you. Erin Schwab, it's so good to see you in person.
0: It's so good to see
3: you. In yes, person. it's in person. I see you all over Facebook and all over the newspaper and everywhere else. I know, I know. But it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank, thank you thank for you. having me. As we celebrate Pride Sunday, I want to also call out our decor team this morning. Uh, Especially Hans Gasterlin, this has been a dream of his for a while, and I know he and the Decor team work very hard on this, and it makes me look much better. (laughs) So, I appreciate that. You know, Unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. You know, we teach practical teachings that help us to live healthy and prosperous and meaningful lives. Unity is also... uh, open, inclusive, and therefore one of our favorite things to do t- today is to acknowledge our guest. And we, if you're a guest of ours today, we truly want to honor you, we want to honor you and appreciate your presence. So we invite you, if you would, to allow us to do that. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Courage out there, courage out there. Okay, we got some courage over here. We have some guests from St. Cloud, and I've met them prior to the service. That's the advantage and disadvantage of meeting me prior to the service. (laughs) So we have some guests from St. Cloud, and we're just glad you're with us, Unity in in, uh, Central Minnesota. Glad you're with us today. That rose that you received uh, is a token of our love and appreciation from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that personal welcome. And that packet of information tells you about, a lot about Unity Minneapolis. And if you fill out any part of that card, we have a gift for you in our bookstore. We also welcome those that are streaming with us today. Did you know that we have an average of about 300 people streaming with us? So we have more here streaming. Maybe not all in this service, but throughout the week they take this service and they stream with us. So uh, we're grateful for your uh, presence here as well. And if you are with us for the first time, we'd like to reach out to you as well. There's a link to fill out something and I get back to you or one of our staff members gets back to you and give you that personal welcome. So our core values uh, this morning They're in your order of service. Let's affirm these together. Together, we are loving, transforming, welcome, spirit-filled, prosperous, and joyful. And the, the theme for the month, the June affirmation, together, creativity is my natural state of being. I'm immersed in endless possibilities. Let's affirm that together again. Creativity is my natural state of being. I am immersed in endless possibilities. And now the reading of the daily word.
4: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You're invited to mentally add to your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they're forwarded to Silent Unity, where they're prayed for an additional 30 days. The word for today is kindness. I am love in action, sharing acts of kindness. <clears throat> it is my nature to be kind, divine love is inherent within me. Part of my spiritual identity. Opportunities abound to be kind, and I hold that intention today. Ideals will fill my mind, perhaps as a nudge to call a neighbor, send a note, extend a smile, or give a compliment. Practicing kindness includes sharing my gifts and talents in ways that allowed me to express my individuality, by giving of myself. Focusing on kindness, I am patient in all my dealings and resist easy judgments and prejudices. I'm keenly aware that challenging situations can frustrate me, but I also welcome them as occasions to call upon my higher self as a loving and peaceful being. The more I practice kindness, the more easily it becomes the song of my heart and way of my life. And scripture, scripture tells us, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. The word for today is kindness.
0: See glory on each face. Surely the presence of God is in this place. Surely the presence of God is in this place. I can see.
2: Surely that presence is here in us, around us, surrounding us, and connecting us. So I ask today, now, to join me as we move deeply, consciously into that, knowing that presence. And as we center our minds, our hearts, our very beings into that place within us where God resides. Every cell of our body, every thought, emotion, all that we are centers in that divine presence. So with each breath that you take now, be more deeply aware of who and what you are, who and what we are, individually and collectively, created, created with divine stuff, created in the image and the likeness of that which creates. Allow your body to relax into that knowing. To be at one with the divine and at one with each other. One with each other. Recognizing the interrelationship, the the. Requirements that we have to hold each other as we would hold ourselves. To honor, to support. That is the image in which we are created. One of support, one of love, compassion, And action. Take another deep breath. Can you feel the flow? Allow an image, one that represents for you that flow, that divine nature. Move it into your heart and know that it is the truth. And as we prepare to go into the silence, I would share with you these words written by Sister Miriam McGillis. O sacred source the one of no names and all names. The journey to you is the source of unity. With all others, unity. And I give thanks. I weave my gratitude into the memory of these moments which have shaped my inner and outer being. I give thanks for the present moment, and for the story by which my eyes can see and my ears can hear what you have revealed in the shaping of the universe. I give you thanks for the story by which I know the 15 billion years of my unfolding. I give thanks for the enormous contribution of those who lived before me, for the thousands of years during which humans crafted their images of you in the images of the feminine and of the earth. For loosening our tongues that we might utter words about your eternal world. For the ice ages that shaped the lands, the mountains, and the rivers that have in turn shaped our imagination. For all of the mammals who have taught us to birth and succor our young. For the coming of the flowering plants that channel their energy into the seeds by which the future is endowed. For the birds who brought song and melody to the earth. For the great green plants and their interdependence with the insects. For all the life within the oceans which fashioned the sensing organs of earth. For the first simple life forms that learned to take nourishment from the sun, our mother star, and laid down a pattern of giving themselves away to others and receiving life from others. For the supernova event by which our mother star collapsed and created the stardust out of which this solar system was formed. For stars and galaxies in which is incarnated all the dreams, the visions, and the energies by which you have shaped this present moment. For the first moment that utter act of giving by which you brought forth the single body of the universe out of which I weave the web of my own existence for the dark, impenetrable, pregnant, awesome mystery that you are and out of which you called my name. And so we give thanks today. We give thanks for the power and the presence that is that divine source in which we live and move and have our being with all living things. And so we say again, Thank you, God. And so it is.
0: You with the sad eyes Don't be discouraged Cause I realize that it's hard to take courage In a world full of people You can lose sight of it all And the darkness that surrounds you Makes you feel so small But I see your true
3: I am so glad that I belong to a community where I can show my true colors, and I'm so glad that, yes, and I'm so glad that I belong to a community where we encourage our children to show their true colors, and so I give thanks for that. Oh, what a difference it would have made in my life if I had been brought up in a community where I could be who and what I was. Uh, we celebrate today. We celebrate inclusion. We celebrate diversity, and we continue our uh The creative life today. I am creative is the theme for the month. I am creative. Together, I am creative. And so this is a story of creation as told by a dog. (laughs) On the first day of creation, God created the dog. On the second day, God created man to serve the dog. (laughs) On the third day... God created all the animals on earth, especially the horse, to serve as potential food for the dog. I knew I'd get an O on that one. I almost left it out. On the fourth day, God created honest toil so that man could labor for the good of the dog. On the fifth day, God created the tennis ball. so that the dog might or might not retrieve it. And on the sixth day, God created veterinarian science to keep the dog healthy, and the man broke. On the seventh day, God tried to rest, but he had to walk the dog. I thought of several people when I found that, and I thought, wow, I don't know if they'll appreciate it or not, but I know some of them, it feels like sometimes our animals own us rather than we own the animals. You know, we started this series just a few weeks ago, and uh, we started out with God said, let there be light, and there was light. Of course, this came from Genesis, the first chapter, the third verse. And of course, we know that there's two creation stories. That first story is was written after the second story. And we also know that it's an allegory. It's an allegory, so it has deeper meaning for us. And so, he says, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be awareness. Awareness is mean when there's light. Do nothing until you get the light in the form of new ideas or an intuitive leading or until you observe something that can happen and indicate that light is in the situation. So we know that the creative process usually begins, it always begins, I believe, with awareness. And most of the time through our prayer and meditation, it comes to us through our intuition. And there is light in healing, there's light in prosperity when we become aware of it. And I believe with all my heart that light is a healing force. I know I've shared with you, I said to Eddie more than once, when my time comes, please get me to the light. And I'm not talking about the light. He's powerless over that. But I'm talking about the light, the light. And isn't it a beautiful sanctuary to have such gorgeous light here each and every Sunday morning? And so that second day, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And we went down that road more than once. And... Water, of course, symbolizes the situation that you're trying to master in your life. You want a firmament in the midst of it. A firmament denotes faith, it denotes an inner knowing, and it also denotes a firm feeling. A firm feeling, it denotes faith, awareness of faith. So that step one is must be awareness in the creative process. We must have awareness. And that step two also is about faith. Charles Fillmore says, faith is the perceiving power of mind linked with the power to shape substance. And we must have that firm feeling that the situation is going to change. The situation is going to manifest. But we're not through there. And then on that third day, God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. Again, water symbolizes the situation we're trying to master. Water symbolizes, symbolizes fluidity. Water symbolizes infinite possibilities. And he says, he says, under heaven, of course, heaven, my dear friends, represents expanding consciousness. It, as Charles Fillmore would say, it represents Christ consciousness. So whatever situation we're looking at, whatever we're faced with, isn't it wonderful that we can know that it is under Christ consciousness? It is under heaven. And of course, heaven comes from the Greek word that always means expanding, expanding So our awareness, our consciousness is always expanding. And why why do we need that? We need that for infinite possibilities to that situation, whatever we're trying to accomplish in our life. But also, at this point, we begin to imagine or imagine the best we can with the ideas and the awareness that we have. So... It says, let the dry land appear. The dry land represents form. The dry land represents those things that we believe that we can demonstrate in our life. The dry land looks at seeing beyond appearances because it is not there. The dry land, (laughs) and it's no accident that as you come into our garden court, you have our dream out there in that garden court. Because it denotes the dry land, and it denotes possibilities. And so as we begin to, to, to create or see this dry land, we begin to help it take form. Those of you that's been in classes with me or Reverend Tony or whatever, we do something called treasure map. How I many of you have done a treasure map before? That's taking those ideas and putting them out there so that we can see what is, we want to manifest in our life. Uh, We mentally image it. And uh, our imagination, according to Charles Fillmore, is the power to shape and form thought in our life. And then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And the lights are symbolic, my friend, of our will and our understanding. You might remember Reverend Kevin talked about this. He says it's the moon. And it's the sun. Of course, the sun represents understanding, and the moon represents will. And we must have an understanding of what we want to accomplish. So we have awareness, that firm feeling. We can picture it the best we can, and the highest good for all through the imagination. We do that, and then we allow the will and the understanding to emerge, Now, we must remember that, as you know, the moon is the reflection of the light of the sun. So, what happens is we want the understanding to come first. Understanding must come first. And then, my dear friends, it is the will that follows. And so often, (laughs) I want to will things into place without an understanding. And so, it's important for me to get the facts to get everything that it might take to accomplish the dream. And then then we put and allow the will, and will is not a negative thing. In fact, Charles Fillmore says that the will is the executive power of the mind. It is that will that we gives us the opportunity to help create it, to picture it, to dream it, to see it, to hold on to it, and to help put that into place. Now, there's two ways to get this understanding, according, according to Catherine Ponder. Catherine Ponder says there's two ways to get understanding. She says the first way is the guidance of spirit, prayer, meditation, intuitive thought. And she says the second way is to go blindly ahead and learn from your hard experiences. Oh, diddly squat. You know, it's like... <laughs> the, I, won't, I know that some of my board members go, Reverend Patty, you go blindly ahead sometimes. Or my staff will go, our staff will go, oh, you know, I want to take off before I check the wheels on the plane. It's not a good thing to do. You know, we check that. So we must allow the will and the understanding. To, the understanding comes forth first, and then it's the will. And then God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Living creatures and birds metaphysically represent ideas, ideas that have become active in our thinking. And when these ideas swarm you may become confused, you. but you can know when they begin to swarm in your mind that it is good, and there is a mighty work coming forth. Yes, things are getting ready to happen in the middle of these swarming ideas. So for you to know that, uh, and also during this stage, it is important for us to separate those Good ideas from less than good ideas. And we have two powers within us that helps us do that. Charles Fillmore, a co-founder, says, yes, we have the power of judgment and we have the power of discernment that we bring into these swarming ideas as we begin to co-create with God. And I love, um, again, when these host of ideas come in our mind, it may be confusing But there's an affirmation that I love to use, and that is when I'm at that stage of my manifestation, there's an affirmation that says, I know what to do, and I do it. I know what to do, and I do it. Let's affirm that together. I know what to do, and I do it. And then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the earth and subdue it. And God saw everything he had made and behold, it was good. So after we have acted in an orderly way with judgment and discernment, let the ideas come. And they will continue to come after their because you've had some ideas, they will con- you will continue to attract similar ideas in your life. And sometimes, have you ever looked back at something that you have created in your life and regretted it? Don't you love the way I say you have created it in your life? That you have co-created it in your life. And you look back on it and you say, oh my goodness, I don't necessarily care for that. Guess what? We God says, call it good. Call it good right in the face of what has not worked in your life. And we call it good right in the face of what has not worked in our life because it's been part of the process to get us where we are here today. We forget, dear friends, that it takes everything in our life to get us to this point. I often say that in front of a couple that I'm, uh, I'm officiating at. I almost said, I'm married. That's not the case. I can't marry you. You can't marry me. That's a whole other story and a whole other lesson. But I often, <laughs> I often officiate, and I'll go, you know, it's taken. And many couples have a history. Have you noticed that? <laughs> <sighs> they have a history. And so I often will say as they stand here on this platform, It has taken everything in your life to get you to this point. Everything. You could not leave out anything. So as we look back and we see those things that no longer, we're not necessarily our true colors and our proudest moments. (laughs) We can call it good. And then he goes on to say, let us take dominion, taking dominion, and this is where as a kid where I grew up, I had it all mixed up, and I still do sometimes, so just bear with me many times. I thought taking dominion and subduing was about the earth, you know, taking dominion over the earth and the animals and cutting down the trees, take dominion and shooting animals, take dominion, and it was things that I thought, well, yeah, Man is all-powerful. Man is intended to take dominion. But I believe with all my heart that the first thing we have to take dominion of is our thinking. Our thinking and our thoughts. And Mr. Fillmore says that dominion happens when we realize our oneness with God. And when we realize our oneness with God, then we realize our oneness with all that is. I want to share with you from... Mr. Butterworth, just read a short passage here. The book that we're using here, of course, is um, The Creative Life, Seven Keys to Your Inner Genius. We, also, we can also see a clear statement of dominion of the spiritual being. It is important to note that in speaking of dominion here, I'm not defining it as power, as so many people do. Rather, I'm speaking of dominion as the creative dominion of of the superconscious, the reality, capital R, of each person. If you look at Webster's Dictionary, you will find that in addition to being defined as as uh, dominant, dominion is also defined as supreme authority and absolute ownership. This is your birthright then, the absolute ownership of your creativity. Isn't that powerful, guys? I mean, the fact that no one else owns your creativity. You have it within you. No one can take it away from you. You have dominion over that through the activity of your thinking. The image in which you are created is your true self-image, which only you can express. Remember, there are no duplicates in the creation. Every snowflake, every blade of glass, every grain of sand, a unique design. That's when I often, you often hear me say, you are a unique, unrepeatable expression of God. There's not another Pat Williamson on this planet. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. you know? But guess what? There's not another one of you either. You're unique. And you have your, what you've been called to do to express your true colors as well. And then on the seventh day,, God rested. God finished his work and rested from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. I think we have got more, gotten into more trouble with hallowing the seventh day than any, almost anything else in Christianity. Hallowing that seventh day to come to church, and you can do this and do that. Even in the book of Numbers in our Bible, a person was stoned because they picked up sticks on the seventh day. Now, isn't that a loving act from the congregation? No way. But the bottom line is, I believe that it has been abused, especially in the Protestant church, Catholic and Protestant. Oh, send me emails. So the Catholic and Protestant church, I believe that it has been abused. I believe that so often I was brought up to believe that I could only experience the presence of the divine and only experience the presence of God in a church. church. I am so grateful that you do not have to come to church on Sunday morning to experience the presence of the divine. Our Sabbath is hallowed because you remember to hallow it and to make it sacred. You remember that wherever you are, God is wherever you are. If it's in a camping site, if it's uh, on a golf course, if it's, uh, I won't go any further, but as long as you stop and you remember the divine. Now, please don't hear me say, don't come to church, okay? (laughs) I want to be clear about that. The church is an important aspect of our life. It comes not only to help us to remember the presence of the divine. But it brings us together in um, brings us together into group consciousness. Group consciousness, we talked about that a little bit last week. Also, it brings us together like a, swam, a, swam, a swarm, a swarm of fish, a swarm of birds. I'm not comparing you to fish and birds, but maybe I am. You know, the bottom line is when we come together with a single focus, there's strength in that. When we come together on a Sunday morning for prayer, meditation, there is strength in that. When we come together like this, we come together in community, and there's strength in that. Oh my goodness, this last Wednesday night, we had our volunteer appreciation dinner, and to see the energy in this room, and the energy in our church gives me so much hope. that The community is still needed. Church is still needed, But I am so grateful that I don't have to wait till 9.30 on Sunday morning to experience the presence of the divine. And sometimes I experience it less on Sunday morning than I do somewhere else. Wow. So I feel like I went to preaching there. But I also want to remind you that um, the Sabbath, which is resting, um, is the seventh step letting go and surrendering is the seventh step it's not the first step catherine ponder tells a wonderful story she tells the story of a woman that called her and said you know i'm just in a mess i'm in a mess you know i have a, my my beauty shop someone has they have padlocked it they have padlocked my beauty shop I can't go to work. She says, I turned it over to God. I turned it over to God. That was her first step, was turning it over to God. Catherine Ponder reminded her that there were steps in between before you turn it over to God, that God can do no more for you than God can do through you. So, my dear friends, that first step is for about us to co-create. That second step is about creation, that we are part of that creation as well. I'm not saying that we're not aware of God's presence, but again, I've known too many people that says, well, Reverend Pat, why why did this happen to me? It happened to you because you didn't do diddly squat. That's why. There's also something for us to do. There's something for us to do, and we start early in the creative process. Mr. Fillmore, very quickly, Mr. Fillmore, in revealing words, says this. He goes, The true Sabbath is that state of spiritual attainment where man ceases from all personal effort, all belief in his own works, and rests in the consciousness that the Father abiding in me doeth the work. And that, my friends, is the God rested, and we are called to rest as well. All things have a rhythm to life. And sometimes I want to ignore that rhythm. And when I ignore that rhythm of life, I usually get in trouble. When I ignore my rest, not taking my vacations that the board chastised me about constantly, not constantly, but occasionally, then I am not at my peak either. And guess what? My heart, my soul, is not at its peak either. Mr. Phil, Mr. Butterworth points out in the creative, in the latter part chapter, he says, that a man whose heart has beat for 50 years, that 30 years of it has been at rest. That's a great sign for me to remember to rest, to rest, to take my seventh. As you know, Sunday is not my seventh. Friday, I attempt to take as my seventh, the physical day itself. Wow. I um, Catherine Ponder says that we do all that we can do and then there's nothing else to do then it's time to rest. This week has been a very upsetting week for me. I have raged. I have been angry. Um, I won't use those other words that came through my mind. But it has really been an upsetting week for me. And I prayed about how I'm going to address this on this platform. And however I dress. it will not please all the people all the time. I get that. I think what was done as far as the reverse of Roe versus Wade is absolutely wrong. Absolutely. And I believe without a doubt that this is not, this is not about politics. This is about human rights. And I believe as a community, we stand for human rights. I believe that everyone has the right to choose. This is my statement. It's not Unity Worldwide ministry's position. Uh, but this is my statement. But already, I think, if we are not careful, we will continue to, to go down that sewer pipe and I believe already they have indi- people on that court has indicated that the next thing that they will look at will be contraceptives, same-sex intimacy, same-sex marriage. Now you're messing with me right now. And I believe without a doubt that uh, that is that is wrong. I also want to say. Thank God we're still here. Do you know what I'm talking about? We can make a change in our life because we are still here. We can use the creative process that we just went through to make a difference in our life. And also we know that it is through the collective consciousness that we make a difference in our life. And we add to that collective consciousness one person at a time as we make that difference in our lives and in the lives of the collection collective consciousness. It is part of the collective consciousness that has created this, and we get to change it. This morning, also, I was as I was uh, struggling a little bit. I asked for you know I asked for guidance and, and, and what to do. And the scripture that came to mind for me first was. The words of Jesus, our teacher, when Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Render into the government the things that are the government. That's what it meant. But guess what he was talking about? He was talking about taxes. And he also told Peter to go fishing. And Peter went fishing and he found that coin in the fish's mouth to pay the taxes with. That's what he was talking about. I went downstairs to my bookshelf, and I pulled a book called The Journey to the Father's House, back to the Father's house. I feel like sometimes we've wandered way off base from the Father's house. And I opened the book, and of course, God provides exactly what I need. As far as the world is concerned, the passage of Scripture that says, He performeth the thing that is appointed for me is not true. God is not performing all that people of this world have to do or it would be done better than it is. There would be more intelligence in government, in labor relationships, in the international affairs if God was performing the work instead of being performed by stupid limited man. Whoa, I've never heard him talk like this in his readings. But there it is. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. God that performs that which is given to us to do, does it when by knowing the truth we open out a way for the imprisoned God presence and God power to do it for us. Regardless of what our task may be at any given moment of the day, it becomes necessary to pause for a second and realize God's love. We are called to change things and we have to do it in love. It's absolutely necessary. And then I believe there was one other thing I wanted to close with. And then I will, I will attempt to let you go. I don't find it, so I don't guess it was imp- Yes. This is, uh, I think I'm mispronouncing his last name. Martin Niebler was a German Lutheran pastor. He wrote this during World War II. First they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not socialist. And then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. We must speak out. We must do what we've been called to do. And we must do it with absolute love in our heart. Well, don't you love the seven days of creation? I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living presence of the divine within you. And so it is. Amen.
2: yeah. I don't know about you, but that's lifted my spirits a whole lot today. And I needed that today. So first off, Reverend Pat, thank you. Thank you. And second of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are so blessed. We are so amazingly blessed here in And so we say thank you to you all as well. And I will ask the ushers to come down with our offering baskets for it is time now for us to acknowledge the commitment that we make to each other and to this community with our tithes and our offerings, to give. To give so that we then can fulfill our mission, which is to make this world a better place, to transform it. There are a number of ways that we can make this gift. For those of you um, coming in uh, live stream, welcome. Um, There is is a a QR code, there's something on your screen. I'm never quite sure because I'm not on that side. There's something on your screen that will tell you how to do that. Here, there's a QR code, there's an envelope. There's also electronic consistent giving. Um, There are a number of ways that we can return the blessings to this place, to this community. And so I say thank you in advance for those gifts. And I would ask you now to bring your imaging faculty to work and see that gift in your hand in whatever form it takes and bless it. Bless it and know that that blessing carries it forward into our world. And so I'd ask you also To say with me this morning our offertory blessing. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now say it silently to to yourself. We say thank you, God.
5: the corner lives this nice man. His name is Mark. He's always smiling. <laughs> he shares his house with his friend Martin. They're not brothers. They're not cousins. He's got this mom who comes on Wednesdays in the evening with soup so steam. My little girl wonders about a house with just men, and I take hold of her hand, and I begin to say that, home is where the heart is. No matter how your heart lives, inside your heart where love is, that's where we've got to make ourselves at home. Through my backyard live Deb and Trish with their tools and ladders and their room additions. <laughs> and my kid yells over, "Hey, are you having a baby?" Well, they wink and smile and they say, "Someday, maybe." Oh, look through. Through their door Go kids and mommies You never ever see The daddies walking in Oh my little girl Wonders about a house With no man And I take hold of her hand And we begin to say Home is where the heart is No matter how your heart Lives inside Your heart is where Love is, that's where You've got to make yourself at home. Well, around the corner here comes Martin. He's alone now, he tries smile. He roams around his well-stocked kitchen. He knows that fate will soon be covered in My little girl wonders where he will live, and I take hold of her hand, and I just say that home is where your heart is, no matter how your heart lives, because inside our hearts where love is, that is where we've got to make ourselves at home. His window's open, his house is empty, and his heart is broken. I knew a lot of Martins. (laughs) We bring him toys and watercolors. He loves to hear my little baby stories. Mm, I can see in his eyes that she is a gift I share. She's his companion. She's a string on a kite. She guides him into the wind. And then my little girl wonders, well, who's going to care for him? And we take hold of his hand. And we just begin to sing that home is where your heart is. No matter how your heart lives, inside your heart where love is, that's where we've got to make ourselves at home
3: so let us take a moment and just uh, breathe in and give thanks give thanks for the opportunity to give we bless all the gifts that's been received this week And we send these gifts forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. And this morning we pause and we give thanks for all those that have gone before us, the sacrifices they have made for us to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy. And so we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Laurie Dawkins she could have gone all day just a few things our on duty unity prayer chaplains they are here they arrived early they held sacred space in the sanctuary today if you have a prayer request by all means seek out a unity prayer chaplain thank you for your service and you may be seated I just want to remind you that uh, we began Keys to the Kingdom, which is a wonderful course. Reverend Tony and I are looking forward to doing that together. It's not too late to sign up. There's information in the lobby. And then also our men's group on Wednesday, this Wednesday evening at 6.30. Men, come and let's uh, re-energize that group. And then also, you were given a handout as you came in. This is the Unexpected Income Program. Many of you participated in this every year. I had someone call me from their home and say, we're we doing that again this year. Absolutely, we're doing it. And so it's very easy. Fill out the back of it and make the, you make an agreement that any unexpected income that comes in during the month of July, which is the month of July, any unexpected income that comes your way, you tithe 10% of it to Unity Minneapolis. And so that's good training, Wills, to begin that tithing process. So we invite you to do that as well. We have a wonderful Youth and Family Ministry Director somewhere running around here, Cassidy Meeks. Come on up and uh, share with us what you got going.
6: Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Just me today, we're holding all of our kids in love and light. We are uh, especially holding our two YOU and the youth leaders uh, who are representing Unity Minneapolis at the Great Lakes Regional June Rally in Springfield, Illinois. This is the first in-person event we have had for the youth in two and a half years. So we are just so grateful that this group went um, and drove that 10 hours, I think it is. It's it's Uh. quite a ways. (laughs) So we wish them well as they head back late tonight. Uh, and also, we are gearing up for a wonderful youth and family ministry time at 1130. Our younger ages, preschool to fifth grade, will be talking about what Reverend Pat mentioned, which is how we bring this creative idea into manifestation and to- told and explored in a kid-friendly way. And then our unit teens and YOU are looking at peace and justice. What an apt day to be looking at that topic and helping them really clarify their own values around peace and justice and how they show up for that in the world. So we really hope that you will support your young people in your life to come on into this loving and inclusive space where kids are accepted for who they are.
3: Thank Thank you, you God. Thank you, Cassidy. Uh, Reverend Tony, join us on the platform, please. We're going to stand for our prayer for protection and our peace song. And so, uh, have a cup of coffee in Friendship Hall. Say hello to someone you don't know. You know what? I gave that assignment. Someone reminded me. They're in relationship. In fact, I think they're getting married. They said, because of you, Reverend Pat, we're getting married. I said, I, what, what's that about? And go, well, you said say hello to someone in the sanctuary you do not know. So, Take a deep breath and know that there's power in that, okay? <laughs> so let us know our prayer protection and our peace sign. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God, I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, I am divine and all is swell.
0: All right, take your sway on. Come on. Woo! Now there is peace on earth, and it has begun with me. Now there is peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. didn't even get a chance to blow my nose after all the
5: crying. I was waiting now I right gotta up. sing Chelsea
0: morning over and up. Borning, Borning. Let's do it. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. One, two, two, and. You guys ready? Woke up, it was a Chelsea morning, oh, yeah. and the first thing that I heard was, what? was a song. I the traffic wrote the words It came ringing out like Christmas bells And a wrapping up like pipes and drums oh. Won't you stay, we'll put on the day And we'll wear it till the night comes Woke up, it was a Chelsea morning you crimson crystal beads to Beckham. oh won't you stay we'll put on the day and we'll talk in present tenses Uh i did the wrong one we don't care so the curtain opens on a portrait of today and the streets are paved with passers-by Pigeons fly and papers lie waiting to blow away. Woke up, there was a Chelsea morning and the first thing that I knew, it's my favorite, there was milk and toast and honey and a bowl of oranges too. And the sun shone in like butter. To all my senses. Oh, won't you stay? We'll put on, on the day. day. There's a sun show every second. Do Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> <When it laughs> And the rainbow runs away. <laughs> I will bring you incense <laughs> out by night. A candlelight, a jewel light. If only you will stay. Pretty baby, won't you? Woke up. It was a Chelsea.
5: Bobby Commodore, we're hey, looking for the fans today. Woo-hoo!